Would you turn with me today to the, um, well, we have to reach back a bit further in history than we usually do on Sunday mornings. Most often <coughs> we read from the Gospels or from the New Testament, which is right around 2,000 years old. But today we reach back a bit further to the book of Isaiah, Isaiah the prophet, who wrote about 750 years before Jesus. So we reach back 2,750 years. That's a long way to go back. Um, but Isaiah has a word for his people that is recorded in, um, in his book. And um, that word that Isaiah spoke so long ago believe it or not, is still relevant for us today and still has some wisdom and insight for us. Um, uh, if you will stand for the reading of the scripture and listen carefully to the counsel of the prophet Isaiah. Listen to me, O coastlands. Pay attention, you peoples far away. The Lord called me before I was born. While I was in my mother's womb, he named me. He made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me a polished arrow. In his quiver, he hid me away. He said to me, you are my servant, Israel, in whom I will be glorified. But I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing. And vanity. Yet surely my cause is with the Lord and my reward with my God. And now the Lord says, who formed me in the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him and that Israel might be gathered to him. For I am honored in the sight of the Lord and my God has become my strength. He says, it is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the survivors of Israel. I will give you as a light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and his Holy One, to one deeply despised, abhorred by the nations, the slave of rulers. Kings shall see and stand up Princes, and they shall prostrate themselves because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, who has chosen you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We don't know a great deal about this man whose name was Isaiah. All that we know really is that he was the son of Amos. That's not much to know about a person, is it? But he grew up to become one of the most influential, one of the most resilient prophets of ancient Israel. And he produced, Isaiah and those who followed him, produced one of the most resilient, one of the most studied books of all time. As I mentioned earlier, Isaiah lived almost eight centuries before Jesus. He began his ministry in about 740 B.C. He was what we call a straight shooter. Isaiah was the kind of person who called a spade a spade. He didn't mince words. He spoke directly to the people and he had sometimes an encouraging, but sometimes a harsh word for them. He lived in and around Jerusalem and spoke to people in that southern kingdom. But because he spoke so long ago and the times were so different and the culture was so different, it takes us just a bit of work to sort out his message. 
But it's important that we do so because, again, as I said earlier, Isaiah had a message for ancient Israel, but he has a message for us, too. In chapter 49, which we just read a portion of, Isaiah speaks about the servant of God. And when we begin the chapter, he says, the Lord called me before I was born while I was in my mother's womb. He named me. So the temptation is for us to think that Isaiah himself is the servant of God that he speaks of. But it's not Isaiah. In fact, it's not a person at all. When Isaiah uses and other prophets use the term servant of God, they, they can be talking about a person or they can be talking about a nation or they can be referring to a group of people. And in this particular writing, in this particular chapter, Isaiah is talking about God's servant Israel. He's talking about the whole nation, which he says a bit later on um, in, in verse three of what we read today. Um, my servant, you are my servant Israel, God says, in whom I will be glorified. So Isaiah is talking to the nation Israel. Um, and he refers to Israel as God's servant. But this servant of God, these people, this nation, were discouraged. They were really struggling because things were not going well for them. They were discouraged and, and guilty and ineffective. And, it's, and Isaiah quotes the people, he quotes the nation, he says, because the nation is saying, he hears it all around him, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and for vanity. I've labored. Have you ever felt that way? I had a, 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 a retired school teacher say to me one day, you know, I think I've wasted my life. I don't think I had a positive influence on anybody for my whole career. Boy, that was a bad day. And I don't think that's true. I've never known any teacher who hasn't had some influence and much positive influence on her students or his students. But I know it's possible to feel that way sometimes. Perhaps you've, perhaps you've felt that way as parents. I'm, I'm wasting my life. These kids are not picking up anything that I want them to pick up. They do the opposite of what I tell them and what I want for them. Maybe the same with grandkids too. I hope to find out someday. Not yet, but your, your day's coming, huh? <laughs> it's that way at work sometimes. Even in retirement, it can be that way. I'm wasting my life. Things are not going well. Nothing that I'm aspiring to is coming to be as hard as I work. Well, that's how Israel was feeling. I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and for vanity. Doesn't matter how old or young you are. A student in school, a professional or an employee, a tenured and experienced worker, a retiree, I've labored in vain. I've spent my strength for nothing. Pretty discouraging, and we've all been there at one time or another. But then, Isaiah has something very surprising to say about that. I know it surprised me, and I think it'll surprise you. This discouraged nation... This nation of people who are saying, we've wasted our strength. We've accomplished nothing. Nothing is going our way. So what do you think the remedy is? 
What do you think God has to say to his servant Israel? His servant Israel, who still has confidence in God, but has failed in so many ways, has wasted God's legacy, has been wayward and faithless. Well, here it is. Here is God's surprising message to this discouraged people. God says, it is too light a thing that you should only be my servant to your own struggling people. I give you now as a light to the nations so that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. Did you get that? God's servant, Israel, was called to proclaim God's grace to her own people, to the people of Israel. And they failed in doing that. It did not go well. They wasted their strength. They wasted their time. They accomplished nothing good. They had failed. And then God says as a response, well... It's really too light a thing. It's too little a thing for you just to scurry around your own people with my message. What I really need to do is get my message out to the whole world, to people who haven't a clue of who I am and how much I love them, and you're the ones to do it. It's too light a thing. What a phrase. It really captures my imagination every time I read it. What a challenge to those of us who call ourselves Servants of God. We we fail in so many ways. And God's response is to give us a bigger task. To give us more to do. To give us more to accomplish. I have, a, I have an idea that, that it can be that way um, in retirement. As I talk to a good number of you who are retired. You spend your life... Wrestling with heavy responsibilities at a job, whether it's whether it's in the home with the the impossible challenges of raising children and keeping a household or out in the business world where the bottom line looms as the as the be all and end all. And then you retire. At least this is what some of you told me. Then you retire and the little things can easily take over. You become anxious about a leak in the roof. Or angry about the neighbor who who um, uh, encroaches on the, the border between your property a little too much. Or frustrated over the Social Security check that arrives a day late. Little things can take over and fill the available space in your mind and in your heart. And as followers of Jesus Christ, we can do the same. We are called to go into the world to proclaim the gospel of God. But we can end up worrying over whether the attendance is up or down over the last year. We can find ourselves consumed with important institutional things instead of passionately involved in the salvation of God's world. Do we hear God calling church? Church, I want you to more than this. It is too light a thing. Too light a thing that you aim to pay all your bills. I call you to give away half of your income, not just 10%, but half of it. It's too light a thing that you aspire just to maintain your property. I call you to support a dozen missionaries throughout the world instead of just one or two. It's too light a thing that you have just 12 people studying the scriptures once a week. You need to be at it every night of the week to counter the violent, cynical, and faithless stuff that people are inhaling every day over the airways. It's too light a thing 
It's too light a thing that you come to church expecting the community of faith to satisfy your needs. The church's job is to elevate your needs, to transform them so that they match God's costly and challenging call upon your life. It's too light a thing. I encountered a man in Chambersburg some years ago who was discouraged with his new pastor. I've been a member of this congregation and a teacher in the Sunday school for 50 years, he said. And I'm no longer being nourished here. I'm no longer being fed. And my response to him was this. Don't you think that after 50 years, it's time that you took up the task of feeding others, of nourishing the spirits of those who are coming here, seeking Christ's presence in their life? It's too light a thing, I might have said to him. It's too light a thing that you consume endlessly at the church's table when God calls you and has equipped you To lead and encourage and inspire others who are seeking Christ in his ways. I believe that we disciples of Jesus have been plagued for years with doing things that are too light for us. We have enormous muscles, muscles, both physical and spiritual, and we don't use them. We focus on our self-identified needs rather than God's call. We focus on the things that are that are comfortable for us rather than the the challenging, difficult things God calls us to do. We specialize in trivia, in the light things. Just as Isaiah told Israel nearly three millennia ago, it's too light a thing. When Jesus ascended into heaven, the last thing that he said to his disciples on earth were these. He said, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. All I know is that God is sure to bless us with new energy and new options and new vigor and new joy as we choose to do the great things, the powerful things, the challenging things that God has in mind for us to do. As Isaiah said, God has called God's people and equips God's people to be a light to the nations, not just to run around in their own backyards taking care of things at home. Focusing only on ourselves and on easily reachable goals is simply too light a thing. It plugs up the flow of God's spirit. It plugs up God's power so eventually the easy goals are unattainable too. I hope you'll think about that this week. And and I hope that that, that that phrase and that idea, it's too light a thing, will echo in your minds and in your spirits in the days to come. It's too light a thing. How often do we take up things that are too light for us and we walk past the difficult and challenging call that God seeks to place upon our lives, our lives individually and our life life as a congregation, our life as a people of God. Might make great dinner conversation today or perhaps church committee discussion time or prayer time. But let us be open to what God has to say to us. Whatever we do, Don't be consumed with light duty. Let us attempt to do together some of the heavy lifting to which God calls us. Amen.